coming back to this morning, now, most of you have been, if you've been following the word, I've been speaking about the kingdom of God. And God has got this thing where he wants me to embed this for the very reason that it's one of the most important things you will ever need to understand about the kingdom and about God himself. Um, and it's the work of the Holy Spirit. So this morning we're going to be speaking about kingdom warranty. Um, that's the, the, the thing, but we won't go into that yet. Okay. All right. Well, we, we're there now. Thank you, Nixon. Um, um, I'm, Nixon's still getting used to me. I'm still getting used to how, how to work with Nixon. He's the pro, and I'm, I'm just sort of getting used to all of this. But um, I, I'm, I'm, see, I'm used to just speaking rather than just having notes. So most of the times when I speak different places in the different countries, I just, you know, I'm going, and then all of a sudden now I'm, I've got all these notes that I'm having to provide. And anyway, it's one of those things. So I'm just getting used to that. But I want to ask you a question this morning, okay? Right, we've been talking about the kingdom. Can anybody tell me the passage we have been basing our message on primarily? Anybody know what it is? Oh, okay, okay, all right. No, don't worry. You're going to know now, okay? It's Romans 14, verse 17, okay? Now, I need you to memorize that, Okay? Romans 14, verse 17. Now, I'm going to ask you another question. It talks about that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink and so on, but it is, and who can tell me what it is? Go, go to shout it out. You're reading it, Mr. Man. <laughs> and you're in the Holy Ghost. Right, so can we say righteousness, peace, and joy, joy, and where? In the, in the Holy Ghost, right? So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Can we say it again? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, do you know why that is important? Because that's actually your home address. That is your home address. So if you don't know that, you can get lost. But anybody asks you where you live, you need to be able to give them the address. Tell them where it's taken from and that the kingdom I live in is located with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, and God really, or the Holy Spirit has stopped me going into the details. So it's righteousness, peace, and joy, but the Holy Spirit is the location. And what he said to me is that over the years, we've gone after all the different aspects, the fruits, the this, or whatever it is. But if you're not actually in the location, then you're pillaging. So you have to make sure that you are dwelling in the, the location. So the Holy Spirit is the plot. So if you are building a house, you need to make sure that you have a plot in which it's going to be built. So your life in Christ is being built. The Bible tells us that God is building a house. And you are a part of that. 
But you have to know where it's located. Otherwise, you can be building your house illegally in another plot. And what you will find is that all the benefits of the kingdom are not available to you. Because you are not dwelling and living in the plot. So the point here now is, is that when you understand the location, you now need to dwell in that location and begin to get used to what does the house look like that we are building on this plot. And when we begin to dwell there, then the Bible says the Holy Spirit, which guides us into all truth, will begin to instruct us as to what it looks like. And it becomes very unique for you, very unique for me. So while we are all on the same plot, my position, my description, my role is very different to yours. Very different, but crucial. So what we're doing here, we're understanding that we must learn to dwell in the spirit first. So we're not running off into the fruits, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We're not running into that. We have to make sure you stay home, that you dwell in the plot, that you walk in the spirit. And we're going to take our time to make sure you are able to do that. We're not here to run a race and leave people behind. We want to make sure all of us understand what we're doing. Because everything that's open to me is also open to you. Everything that Jesus has belongs just as much to you as it does to me. I have the title of a gift called pastor. But that does not entitle me to any more gifts, any more of the kingdom than than you. And it's important to understand that because your role is equally as important as mine. So we are looking to build a house here where every brick matters. Because if your brick is missing, there's a draft. All kinds of vermin can come in. So your brick is equally as important. And it needs to be a lively stone. That's what the Bible calls it. So this isn't just an ordinary brick. You are not an ordinary brick. You are a lively stone. And lively stones are usually lively because they are engaging with heat. Where else do you see a lively stone? It's a coal in a fire. So when God is talking about that we are all lively stones, he's not talking about that we're just little rock. He's saying it's the Holy Ghost and the fire. We are lively stones. So by living in this plot, we are engaging the Holy Ghost and fire. Now that's the missing element. Because you see, without the fire, we're not lively. We're just a stone. So what we want is how do we walk and dwell and live as a lively stone? Now that 
has to work because every day I get up, I, I put myself in the fire. The presence of God. The Bible says, God says, I'm a consuming fire. And in doing that, it allows us to realize that even without trying, we have authority. You try and touch a lively stone, get burnt. Right? Thank you. <laughs> we are working too hard psychologically because we are not embedding ourselves spiritually. So this morning, we're going to be using my, <laughs> my little analogy. <laughs> but we're getting familiar with this now, right? Yeah. Now, this here, and you probably can't see it, there is a tea bag in here. Right? But you can't see it, can you? And remember the previous messages I spoke about? That's what we want. We want you dwelling in the presence of God that we no longer see you, we see Christ. We know it's you, but we see Christ. Now, you can't actually see the tea bag, but can anybody tell me what the tea bag is actually doing in here? What is it doing? It's fermenting, yes, okay. Anything else? Strengthening, okay. Anything else? Is it dancing around? What is it doing? Settle. It's literally just, it's resting in the fluid. The tea bag doesn't brew itself. It's got all the flavor, all the ingredients. Everything it needs is in the bag. But until it encounters the water, it remains just leaves. But once it's in the bag, it doesn't dance around. It just rests. And the water, the liquid, is doing all the work. It is drawing out what is in the bag. So here, this fluid represents the Holy Spirit. This is the location. This is where we are living in Christ. In him we live, move, and have our existence. Now, we're working too hard. We're trying to be Christian. We're trying to live good. We're trying to love. When what he's saying is, we've got to learn to rest. Relax. And let the Holy Spirit draw it out. Because you know what? If I try to love you, it won't last. Because the moment you get on my nerves, that love's gone. But look at this. The tea bag cannot take the flavor back. Because the water has drawn it out of the bag. So in other words, it is doing what it's supposed to do, but at the mercy or at the leadership of the water. That's how we are to be in Christ. That I love the way he loves. So he loves through me. He blesses others through me. And you know what I do? I just rest. You know what the Bible actually says? He says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, you've got to just lie down and play dead. You've got to just surrender. 
I don't know if you've ever seen a contemporary dance individual where they, somebody else is controlling the other dancer. They literally just allow their body to be limp and they're just controlled. God is literally saying to us, stop trying to make it happen and let me work it out in you. So most of us are trying to be Christian. We're trying to do the right thing. But then that makes you no different to somebody who's not living in your plot, in the Holy Spirit. But when you let and rest in him, you, you marinate in him. Those of you who cook, you ever seen what happens when you marinate something? You just, you knead it in and, and it work, you're working it in and then it, and the flavors gets inside. That meat, whatever it is, is not trying to, you know, flapping around it's just there and when you tell oh the flavors have soaked in this tastes like same piece of chicken but now it's barbecue tomorrow it's spicy and sweet same chicken all because it's resting and picking up the flavor of what it's marinating in the more you rest in the Holy Spirit, the more you look like Christ. The more you smell and taste like Christ. That's why the Bible says people can taste and see that the Lord is good. You have a flavor. Now, this is regular tea, but you might be green or mint. So when you come in the room, say, oh, some mint is in the room. You know why? Because you're allowing the Holy Spirit, what's in you, to come out. Leave something in the room that's dead. Small piece of something. And you come back in a few weeks. That whole room is filled. That's what it's like when we walk in the Holy Spirit. You walk into a room and the presence of God, the whole of heaven, the culture of the kingdom comes into that room with you. And when people were oppressed, they can't understand something's different here. Hope comes in the room. Everything you carry walks in that room. And you haven't said anything, you haven't, but you're carrying it. What that means is you begin to learn to live from hosting the presence. God is looking for people who will host the presence. We're going to be talking more about that. But what it means here, you've got to get used to fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Yes, pray. But can I encourage you from here onwards? Spend time connecting. Holy Spirit, I want to I fellowship with you. Holy Spirit, I want you to walk with me through this moment. I'm going for a walk. I'm in my job. Holy Spirit, help me work through these, this assignment. Holy Spirit, I'm cooking. Work with me, Holy Spirit. And what you begin to do is you begin to rest in the Holy Spirit. So everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit is with you. And, and you'll find that before... You would react naturally. You tell me something I don't like, I'm going to tell you something about yourself. But all of a sudden, what's coming out now is a different flavor. Because why? You're conscious that I'm now, my location is different. I'm no longer at that address. I am now living on the Holy Spirit plot. And he's establishing, he's building something in me. And it could simply be there's one brick on that plot but you know what everything that's required is on that plot so you're not any weaker 
you have the full strength of everything the Holy Spirit has. That's why you can find the Bible says a little child shall lead them. It's nothing to do with age. It's, it's all about if you can surrender, if you can rest, the more you can rest in the Holy Spirit, the more authority of heaven you can command. That's what it is. So that's why Jesus, what he did, he said, I do what I see my father do. I say what I hear him say. To be led by the Spirit. I want you to see that there is a joy. Now, I've been on this journey. And what I want to encourage you that it's one where you have to conscientiously go after it. It's intentional. Holy Spirit, are you here? Yes. So when I would go to work with different artists, the first thing I would say, I'd say, Holy Spirit, magnify yourself in this place. I'd walk into a room. Now you can use that from me to you. Walk in a room, Holy Spirit, magnify yourself in this place. No matter where you go on the bus, magnify yourself. You know, I was in the, the supermarket yesterday and, and um, I just felt, you know, I needed to check. I thought the Holy Spirit was telling me to go and speak to a, a, a man who was wandering around. So I just got out of the car. Like, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Right, okay, right. I was just making sure that what I was hearing wasn't the Holy Spirit telling me to go and minister to that man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, where, what do you want to do? What are you saying? I'm paying attention. I'm looking at what's going on around me. That's why Jesus did what he did. He was able to pick up Zacchaeus in the tree. He was able to walk down and, and, and call a, a Peter who was fishing because he was paying attention to what the Holy Spirit was saying. I'm going to finish with this point. I remember getting up one morning and the Holy Spirit saying, you're going to meet somebody on one of your runs today. I was like, oh, okay, Really? So I got running, and I'm passing a few. I think he's this, this the one. No, it's not him. Is this the one? You know, tell you, hi, morning. Because I'm listening to what he's told me is going to happen. And I'm running and running, and all of a sudden, there's an old man with his dog. He must be, you know, you know close to maybe 80, walking with his dog. And I say, hey, how are you doing? He says, hey, in the Holy Spirit, this is it. Almost two hours later, we have walked, cried together, and I've encouraged him in the faith. Started off, you know, hey, how are we doing? We're chatting away, you know, finding about his life. And, oh, you know, do you, do you, do you have faith? Do you believe? No, no, not, no, I don't have faith in God. You know, denied everything. We carried on talking. All of a sudden, because, well, actually, you know, when I do this, it all starts coming out. He does believe in God. Before we realize, actually, he does things by faith and so on. So he was starting off denying it. Now we spent time and we, I was able to talk to that man about God. As I said, he poured out his life. Now, I don't know if that was his last day on earth. But I woke up that morning and heard the Holy Spirit saying, you're going to meet someone today. And I was intentional. It's happened countless times. Now, because I'm looking, what are you saying? What do you want me to do? The more we get into that, that, that process, 
you'll see what starts to happen. And we're going to start going through how the, all the things that God has now start to manifest in your life as we go through this process. So I just want to ask you right now, can anybody tell me where is your address? Right? And what, and what, what are the details? Peace, enjoy. Okay, right, okay. We got that. And what part of the Bible is it taken from? 14 verse 17, we're good, right? Now, now it's good. Now, I want to encourage you. We are going to build some strong foundations that you know who you are, that you know who God says you are, and you begin to walk in everything he has for you, and you begin to enjoy living in this kingdom and the benefits that God has for you. I want to encourage you this morning that it's an amazing place to live. That there are things that God has for you that is waiting. But you need to just walk in the Spirit. Can you just stand with me right now? I've only got one part of my message. But I'm just following the Holy Spirit. Because what I'm telling you now, he's more interested in you fulfilling what he's asked you to do than you doing what you came to do. And you begin to realize that with the Holy Spirit, that he will guide you, but you leave knowing that you fulfilled a kingdom mission. I'm excited for you that this week you're going to have more kingdom encounters. But I want you to every moment of the day turn around saying, Holy Spirit, where are you? Are you here? Pay attention and watch what he begins to do. The relationship you have with him, you begin to know his voice. And we'll talk more about that. You begin to know when he's speaking. And he will guide you into his truth. How many are excited about your adventure you're about to have with the Holy Spirit? Amen. 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 For those of you who are not yet located at this address, it's not hard. Jesus is inviting people all the time, saying, come unto me if you're laboring and you're heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. And he's calling you to say, come and surrender your life so that you can live in this kingdom. And if that's you today, and you're saying, you know what, God, I don't want my life to be changed. I want to have Jesus in my life. I'm going to walk and live with the Holy Spirit as my guide. I want it to be my address. If that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus, can you just raise your hand? And we will just pray for you. <laughs> Sing a little hand raise there. Hallelujah. Thank you, ma'am. It is the most amazing thing that you simply just have to invite Christ into your life. And so with those individuals who've raised their hands, I really want to thank you. My heart is leaping right now. Heaven is rejoicing right now. We're going to just pray this prayer together. Everybody join with them and we're just going to pray this prayer. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Come into my heart. I believe that you are the Son of God. 
and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Everything that should not be in my life, I give it to you right now. Come into my heart. Be my Lord, my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. It's as simple as that.